0: This was a revelation to me that you might use imaging for splinters.
1: You can't unsee your MRI result.
0: I realized in the last week I've I've been imaged twice. I'm like so <laughs> a frequent imager. I was x-rays last week because I've broken a toe. And which I didn't realize, by the way. It was like I, I I had gone off and decided it was fine and was running again, and then realized what it's not fine, and it's pretty seriously not fine. Got it imaged and I it, the allegation was it was broken. We'll see what happens. And then, of course, today's episode was getting some stuff removed from a finger. So you're anyway, good
1: for my profession.
0: I am very good. Although I don't, I'm not so good for orthopedic surgeons. Historically, they mostly just image me and leave me alone because it turns out they can't do anything. But
1: that's so, okay. Your day will come. <laughs> that's nice.
0: That's very reassuring. <laughs> what I find really interesting about imaging is there's so many different reasons we do it. I didn't even realize imaging is used for things like. It's with splinters, for example. If you can't locate it immediately, apparently, I am told, as I discovered today, they, they sometimes use ultrasound to figure out where the heck the thing is because they can't locate it and they don't want to go digging around. And they'll, they'll start doing ultrasound for that. This was a, this was a revelation to me that you, you might use imaging for splinters.
1: I love ultrasound. It's really become an amazing tool of late. We don't see many splinters, foreign objects, on x-ray. So the ultrasound becomes our go-to strategy.
0: Yeah, who knew it would be so useful? I I, I guess what's interesting to me beyond the splinter problem is the reasons why people get imaging, I I find super interesting, and I'll speak for myself first, is that obviously there's this acute problem. There's the splinter, there's the the knee tweak, there's the whatever. There's also the other side, which is, it can be, and this is not to be cynical, but it can be a fairly useful procedure from the standpoint. Of doctors, because if I don't have a good answer and you won't go away, a good way to punch you out of the office is to send you off and get some imaging done, right?
1: Well, that might be a good way to get you out of the office, or it might be a good way to guarantee that you're going to come back often.
0: (laughs) That's true. You'll come. You'll come bouncing back. the The other one that I find interesting is the idea that, and, and I see this a lot. I'll hear this from people, and you see this a lot in pro sports. There's this knee jerk tweak no pun intended, that, that an athlete has an injury on, a, or something goes wrong on a Sunday and fans are all huddled around or some, or a subreddit trying to find out, well, have they done the scan yet? Have they done the scan yet? Is there anything, have we learned anything about what's happened at this And it's this it's almost, I don't even know, palliative reassurance that people get from knowing that the scan was done. No one even really cares what it says. It's just that you had the scan, right?
1: professional sports is a whole whole different yeah. arena right you have right. to image them you're paying a lot of money for them you want to know what's going on are they playing next week or not right but it sets the bar really high when they come to the office and we don't offer them the opportunity to have an mri as soon as they come in for an evaluation
0: so let's go through the top 10 list in terms of the kinds of imaging you see most often in orthopedics i mean i'll speaking for myself I think I've probably been x rayed more often than I've been MRI'd. I've been ultrasound a couple of times, CTs, never. Uh, that's so I would say if I had to make a loose billboard style top three or four list, it's x ray, MRI, ultrasound, and then nada.
1: Yeah, so x ray is definitely first. We are in the habit of x raying most joints, uh, even first time evaluations, certainly after injuries we've come come back and forth with the Ottawa score for ankle sprains should we x-ray or shouldn't we x-ray most of us will x-ray any any acute injury and certainly if a pain per, per, persists so if you have spontaneous pain in the knee you wake up one day and you come in and we try some advil for a few days it doesn't go away if you bounce back to the office, you're getting an x-ray. Now, I love ultrasound. I think that's starting to hit a crescendo in popularity because it's really a point-of-care device. I now have a good portable unit for as little as $2,000 that I can plug into my phone or my iPad and immediately image you and tell you if your hamstring is... Is a Vulse. And I can do that on the sideline of a soccer game.
0: Let's jump to the two big and expensive machines. I mean, so P- MRIs and CT scans are, are really impressive to people, I often think, just because it feels like there must be something important going on here, given all the noise they create. If someone tells you they started off with a, if someone thinks they've a knee or something, does it surprise you that they get sent for an MRI?
1: It's infuriating that they get sent for an MRI uh, first, especially. Take you and I, right? We come off a trail, we wake up the next morning and our knee hurts. And for some reason, we go to see our orthopedist uh, or primary care doctor and an MRI is ordered. So forget the fact that we haven't waited and seen if just the tincture of time is going to work, but they haven't even gotten an x-ray. Because right. I don't want to be that orthopedist who ordered an MRI on a severely arthritic knee.
0: Right, because e- you've got no. We'll come back to this, but you've got no history, right? You have no idea what was there before. At least, if at not, if they're maybe if they're a long term patient who you've seen for other things, but otherwise, no idea.
1: Right. We accept the fact that we need glasses, our hairline recedes, and we wrinkle and we age on the outside. And somehow we can't accept that anything is wrong on the inside. And we have a plethora of age-appropriate findings in joints. And sometimes it's quite challenging to determine if these are acute, fresh, or has it been there for 10 years? Is it the cause of pain or is it not the cause of pain? So an MRI can create as much trouble as it can solve problems.
0: Do you ever do you ever find <laughs> is there any use in CT for you outside of particularly traumatic energy things? Oh yeah.
1: So take for example shoulder instability. So shoulder dislocations, you've had four, five, six, and what we're learning now is the failure rate is often associated with bony uh changes on the glenoid or the socket. And so we will CT some of these shoulders to see what the alignment is uh, and what and how that will guide our procedure.
0: So we, are, get, we, we do
1: you, use CTs.
0: But you can't get that from MRI? Uh,
1: you can, but it's not nearly as beneficial as a CAT I scan. Can. You're not really? going to okay. see the same clarity in terms of the focus of how well the bone appears
0: so let's deeper into mri because that seems to be the one that leads to the most mischief <laughs> most help most helpful and most mischievous <laughs> in some ways i don't know what's if what do you think it's particularly good for i mean i look at it and i think the, nut, the it can get inside soft tissue you can get inside joints all of these things all else equal are useful if you already have a bias to think that there's something there that you need to know about, right?
1: Yes. Ultimately, the perfect use case for an MRI in my practice, sports medicine practice, is to confirm my suspicions. So in a classic case, I'm talking to an athlete, I'm going to know the diagnosis before I'm done talking to them. My exam should confirm it. Let's say it's an ACL tear. We know that there are certain concomitant injuries that can occur at the same time. I may not be able to tell based on my exam if they exist. So if we're going to be planning an operation, then an MRI is critical to help you plan that operation appropriately.
0: Right. But you've already got a bias to say uh, uh, based on the following... the following tests that I've done during a physical exam, there seems to be some laxity, some looseness in the joint, the, the nature of the injuries to suggest that there's possibly an AC. You've got a pretty good idea before the MRI even happens.
1: Yes. If you don't have a good suspicion of what's going on, you're probably not going to learn much from the MRI. Yes, they can be useful. But they're also going to show things. So one thing that drives me nuts are adults, <laughs> fifty six year olds with labral tears in the shoulder. So uh-huh. the labrum is a cartilage disc. And by the yep. time you reach our age, most people have a torn labrum. It's not the I'm, cause I'm, of your pain.
0: I'm proud of my torn labrum. I've been thinking of getting right. t-shirts about it.
1: I've had one since I was 20. You know, I'm still throwing yeah. balls and frisbees and everything else and doing my push-ups and pull-ups. But... You can't unsee your MRI result. So that 60-year-old tennis player gets an MRI, sees on the report that there's a labral tear. What do you think he or she is going to think every time they serve the ball and their shoulder hurts? They're blaming that labral tear.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's come back to that in a second. There's an amazing YouTube video. I think it's from Germany where the experimenters were throwing various things inside of an MRI machine. (laughs) It's so, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous, but it was This is the end of the free public preview of the vita podcast for the full podcast, including a transcript and show notes, you can upgrade at simplavita.com This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services, including the medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. Content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. We will not respond to requests for medical advice.